Greetings, boils and ghouls. Welcome to Lovecraft Singles, the Crypt Creeper spin-off podcast for all things weird fiction, directly or indirectly linked to bigot and racist Howard Phillips Lovecraft. You know, he had this Tonight. cat. <laughs> Absolutely. And joining me is my sister, uh, Mary Johnston. Hello. Tonight, and for the foreseeable future, we will be recapping and discussing the brand new HBO series, Lovecraft Country. Mary, any thoughts on Howard Phillips Lovecraft, noted racist and bigot? Well, to be honest with you, he sort of occupies the same space for me that um, the w- the one large-headed uh, Edgar Allan Poe does, where I'm, like, aware and, like, very grateful for their contributions to horror, but, like, I don't, like, love any of their specific works. Um, but I do like Lovecraftian horror or cosmic horror. Um, mm-hmm. I I think the general idea of an elder god is very cool. The films like Color Out of Space and In the Mouth of Madness I'm, I'm big fans of. And I like some of the lighter nerd culture stuff around his ideas, like um, the musical A Shoggoth on the Roof. Like, I like that stuff. <laughs> That's such a deep cut. But, Such an awesome H.P. Lovecraft <laughs> Historical Society deep cut. Yeah, like, that stuff is cool. I mean, like, a lot of that yeah, stuff, sure. to be honest, is has kind of got that, like, steampunk stink on it. So it's yeah, not yeah. super much for me. But, like, mm-hmm. but like yeah, I like Lovecraftian stuff. But, like, if you were to ask me what's my favorite, like, I'm not sure I've ever finished a whole H.P. Lovecraft story. I mean, some of them are pretty short, so probably. Probably I, I have. But, like, they don't, it's not... It's not my bag, baby. Like, it's just, it's not my type of horror, for the Mm. most part. When I read horror, I generally want it to be Southern Gothic. That is my, that is my bag. And this is the most opposite of that, that you can go, pretty much, on the horror Mm -hmm. spectrum. It's a little bit stuffy for me. It's a little bit New England for me. And I just, it's not my favorite. You don't love, you don't love uh, heroes who are generally um, relating the stories in the past tense, so you know that, you know. They at least don't get eaten by monsters by the end of the story, or stories that are entirely written as if they are long, thankful letters <laughs> That's not, addressed to people. That I can get down with. It's all the fainting that turns me off. People are yeah, passing yeah, yeah. out. They like have like glass jaws, mentally speaking. Yes, yes. But I know that <laughs> and then, you... And then, reader, I saw something indescribably horrible. <laughs> so I passed out. Um, <laughs> but, Thomas, I know that you... Uh, you know far more about H.P. Lovecraft than I do. Yes, I, uh, I, I, I maybe. I, I, uh, as anybody who's listened to our parent podcast knows, I am a big Lovecraft um, enjoyer, lover. Um, as much because of what he, uh, like you, as much because of what he inspired and the sort of larger weird fiction genre as the things he actually wrote. Um, uh, we would not be the first or only podcast to highlight his many... Uh, failings both as a author and as a human being human being <laughs> uh, and um the <laughs> and then i read work. something so racist i passed out in horror <laughs> that's how i feel about a lot of that stuff <laughs> is, is how anyone who received a personal letter from hp lovecraft probably felt <laughs> do you wonder if he had some associates who like were like other authors or you know just like dudes or ladies whoever like just people who like <laughs> weren't racist and every time they would get like a note from him in the post would just be like 
right into the fire. It's fine. Well, I know what this. I know what this letter contains. Just. Well, here's the fun thing. So we know about this. Is this is a real thing? Because Robert E. Howard, he of Conan the Barbarian, oh. was apparently a kind of enlightened dude for the time, and they okay. were they both wrote pulps and they um, corresponded with each other, <laughs> and and definitely. Um, H.P. Lovecraft is noted to have been, what's the thing that always gets uh, recycled? Racist, even, no, no, racist, even by the standards of his day. (laughs) Even Um, more racist than all the racists that were alive when he was alive. Right, right. Whereas Robert E. Howard apparently was sort of like less racist than Mm. the other racists. It's like the spectrum, Um, you know, like the spectrum of sexuality, the spectrum of racism. Yes. (laughs) On the, on the Lovecraft scale of being a racist. (laughs) Right. Um, but 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 apparently the, the Howard would be like, dude, you need to like cool it with with the racism. Jeez. Come on, man. <laughs> or or he could just be like, you know how you have like a friend who's very into something and you're less into it, and when they start talking, you're like, I'm just gonna take a little vacation in my mind. <laughs> Except <laughs> that's, generally that's, speaking, that, no, yes. what that friend is into is not something that's like a huge violation of human rights. So <laughs> no, no, but but yeah, that's probably that's probably, that's probably right, like, what he th- did. This is, this is making jokes about something that is horrible, but Robert E. Howard, like, Lovecraft's play, like, going on about, like, whether people have Mediterranean brows or not, or, like, how we need to have yeah. mandatory skull measuring before yeah. you're allowed much, to, like, get on a bus. How foreign people stink, and you want to be like, all of you people stunk. All of you did. <laughs> it was it was the past. It was yeah. the past. Every single one of you smelled terrible. H.P. Lovecraft, when was the last time you took a bath? Like let let's be real here. <laughs> I mean, this was also like the teens, twenties, and thirties. People didn't bathe that regularly, and there wasn't deodorant. Come on, I mean, like, like, are you really telling me that Lovecraft's like I take my weekly bath, and then other than that, I apply talc? Like that's not doing anything for anybody. Come on, um, yes. especially, and I bet he bathed less frequently because of the cold New England winters. You don't get that's cold. Right. Come on. Or when he was living in Red Hook, surrounded by foreigners and minorities yeah and hating every minute about it and writing to yep. so many people about it but yeah yes. no i mean i i actually i would very much like i did not know that that was true i'm gonna uh i'm gonna read those accounts i do wonder i do wonder if his friend was like tucking those letters lovingly into the fire not even realizing how much monetary gain could be had from them in a, in a later time yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a really racist one. Yeah. But 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 all 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 levity aside, as anybody who's been paying attention to the online discourse surrounding Lovecraft country would know Lovecraft was shockingly racist. He had a cat that was named a racist slur. He wrote racist things and, and not, some of his horrors like, informed. And also like a I mean, it, it does bear repeating. He has a cat's his cat was named N-word Man, which is yes. like which is like a crazy racist thing to name your cat. <laughs> like, like yes. I had heard that he had a cat that was named a racist name. And I, when I read it, I was still shocked. I thought I was had like it, prepared myself, but it was even worse than I thought it was going to be. Well, buckle up because what I would, I, what I would recommend is this is, is a, a article that we can possibly link um, uh, in the show notes by um, author um, uh, P. Um, uh, DeJelly uh, Clark, I think I pronounced that right, um, um, called The N-Word Through the Ages, The Madness of H.P. Lovecraft. This is an article that came out, um, I believe, uh, several years ago, and basically just sort of tackles H.P. Lovecraft's racism. 
And when you realize that he said nice things about Adolf Hitler, and he really uh, that was that was on the track. Yeah. He says he says like, you know, despite myself, I just really like the boy. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta stand by. He's a he's a kook, but man, whoo. Well, basically, he was gotta. like, it doesn't seem practical. <laughs> he's just a huge idealist, but like, you gotta admire his spunk. Is basically the upshot of yes. that. Yes, it's it's. And his wife's like, "P.S. Hello, H.P. Yes. I am Jewish. Hello." Yes. Well, there is there is some suggestion that his that his marriage collapsed because of his anti-Semitism. Well, oh, so, really? So, anyway, so right, so I'll get, given all of this, the, the, this does then sort of bear the question of like, why do we care at all about him? Because I, I, I guess I, I'm bringing all of this up just to say that. I think it's easy to say things like racist, even for his racist times and sort of gloss over and, you know, wonder, just just be like, ah, ha, 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 you know, um, it's also not like he did, you know, the his racism informed his his stories to some extent, the paranoia and to disgust that he has um, uh, for or foreign or people that he judged less than um, is, is it the stories, you know, um, worrying that your ancestry may make you part fish man. Also, what imagines H.P. Lovecraft standing in front of his mirror and, you know, wondering, wondering from what stock he had come. Uh, and so it's it's bad, folks. It's bad. <laughs> um, and I think that uh, we certainly owe him no debt and no, there's no need uh, or not need. I don't think that we should try to rehabilitate him because I do not think that that is possible. Uh, but but as sort of a cornerstone of fear, horror and weird fiction and despite being a frankly detestable person, he had some good ideas and he wrote some good books. Um, and the so... character design for Cthulhu is undeniable. <laughs> it is yeah, yeah. like, no, I mean, there's, you cannot just, people generally say redeem, right? And mm, that's to yeah. imply that a dead man could change his mind, which as far as we know, right. they can't. So, <laughs> <laughs> Fine. But Oh, we must talk to Herbert West, the reanimator. <laughs> if I only had if I was had like a Houdini <laughs> pact, which I recommend everyone have with your loved ones, which is to have a secret code word so that you can find out if um mediums, are, mediums are lying to are you. Are lying to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like people who want to redeem him, that's just like weak ass fans becoming apologists for racists. Well, but like right, right. but like his it, characters it, it, and themes we can brush off and use to tell new stories. And I think that's okay. Right. Yes, right. And in fact, um I think that there can be some cool subversion there. I think that uh, I mean which brings us to Lovecraft Country, which is I think sort of understanding Jim Crow 1950s America and racism and the African-American experience with a eye towards pulps and Lovecraftian horror. Basically, right? Yep. Uh, and how great is it to uh, basically twist an old racist New Englander's ideas um, into something that is cool and beautiful and a celebration of the african-american uh, spirit or experience yeah i think well, that's great also, i think that's great and also to i mean to a larger extent we continue we have robbed we white people we white americans have robbed black americans of their history 
we we shattered up their families. We kidnapped them, and then we moved them around and broke family lines as much as we could have in the most brutal and horrible ways that they can be through slavery sure. and and treating them as chattel property. And then and then because history is written by the victors, we continue to cover up or not inform people of the horrible things that have happened. And so I think obviously, you know, a lot of black Americans educate themselves and there's, you know, there's more information than there's ever been available at anyone's fingertips. But th- there are still people who we there is, I think, this sort of desire to to appear as if everything is fine when everything is really not fine. And we try mm-hmm. to do that by being like, no, nah, it's fine. we're not we don't have to teach about that. Not really. It's it's it's, it's all mm-hmm. good. And so I think it's it's helpful to see these stories and to see. Um, see this time period through the eyes of a black person because we rarely get that. That's not that's not something we don't have a ton of media about that. We generally mm-hmm. place black characters in very specific moments in time doing very specific things that are honorable and historic and heroic and all this stuff. But like we don't really have as part of our um pop culture an idea of what an average black person's life was like in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. We just don't. Um, we think about yeah. marching. We think about the civil rights movement. But we don't think about day-to-day life, you know? And that mm-hmm. is messed up. Those mm-hmm. we, all, we all as Americans need to reckon with that, and we all need to own that history. And it's important. So I think that if nothing else, I am excited for Lovecraft Country to do that kind of work. For us, in a glossy, big budget HBOian way, you know, as a show sure. on, as only they can do. Yes, yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's worth mentioning that uh, friend of the pod, uh, Jordan Peel, is a producer on this, as well as nemesis of the show, JJ Abrams. Oh. <laughs> which which has a certain good um, uh, horror duality. This, this is this is a uh, television show made by a dual-faced god who is ever-changing and one side, etc. Mm. Um, if only Keegan-Michael Key had a little bit more money. <laughs> I mean, right? Oh, man. That's what it takes to be a producer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. He needs to he he, he needs to make some elevated horror movies and then he can get a production credit. On, I don't know. But anyway, um. If he wants uh, to make a bunch much... of sci-fi movies, I'd be into that. He can pick some other genre. Yeah, sure. I yeah, I agree. Despite talking about uh, Jordan Peele, and I think he gets a lot of um, press with this. This is really a labor of love for Misha Green, who apparently has been adapting this for ye- for years, I believe, um, and did did a lot of writing and directing uh, for it. And um, truly, she is the uh, the. The, the brain genius, the brain in the Mego cylinder um, that is that is driving this, and uh, all props and plaudits probably really belong to her. Uh, having said all of that, uh, without much further ado, unless you have objections, let's dive right into it. Yeah. So, of course, this is the first episode, so this is mostly character introduction and table setting, but it's uh, about Atticus Freeman, who, along with his friend Letty and his uncle George, are embarking on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search for his missing father. 
And it's sort of a, a slice of life of him leaving the South. Where is he located initially, Thomas? He's supposed to be in Florida. That's right. Um, doing like he's either just mustered out of the army or he like had some work down there. And then and he, he travels just, to Chicago has, and then they cut right. one assumes down through Indiana and then across Michigan to get to right. uh, the northeast. Mm-hmm. New, yeah. New England outside of Boston specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. Um, I liked the way – so this this episode is unique to you and me because it touches on areas that we are very familiar with. <laughs> Yes. We open um, right out, right around Kentuckiana, which is the border of Kentucky and uh, Indiana, which I won't be too specific about where Thomas lives, but no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Is close to yes, the no, city but I mean, he they lives. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they clearly have just crossed over um, the the bridge in uh, Louisville into right across the Ohio yeah, River. Yeah, you check that Jefferson Co. Indiana. license plate. I checked it. I did, yeah, I saw that too. Which is kind of weird because why is that over over? Why, well, why, does, a, why is there a Kentucky? It's truck a small. You see in? this. This it's a small Kentucky. So the closest town must be the one they just crossed, and so that right, they're going to ferry. Which, which, yeah, yeah, but which, like they're probably closer. I don't know. I don't know. But it is. Yeah. Um, probably they did it because they were like, well, no one in Indiana would be race stuff to make these black people walk. <laughs> No, no, but no, the, um, they definitely the, would. So the, the, they talk about crossing a bridge that's named after a slave owner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which which must be the George Rogers Clark Memorial Bridge. Which is that a real bridge? It, yeah, yes, yeah, oh. yeah, of course. Okay. Oh. Um, it's, we, we have we have that. We also have a Lewis and Clark Bridge, um, oh. and then we have a uh, which was built later, I believe, and we also have a uh, Lincoln Bridge and a JFK Bridge. So you know, all of them. One of right. all kinds of one, all, all kinds of weird races and slave owners. I, don't know, I just feel like the way they bring that up, though, you, you expect it to be like the you know the Menelaus Culpepper totally. Clan Memorial sure. Bridge. Sure, sure. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think it's more of a. But, I think it's more yeah. of an idea, less than a reality. Yeah, well, and and and, and true. Maybe, maybe this this actually probably does speak to something that is interesting and clever. Um, if you talk about you know right, the capital city of our nation is named after a slave owner. Yep. Nobody's gonna change that, nope. you know. It's so we 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 are probably uh, uh, actually doing exactly the wrong thing uh, in response to this. But uh, the, the like, Declaration yep, of Independence. Yep, that's right. Was uh, was written by uh, a person who raped lots of his slaves and also did not think they were people. Right. A who also by modern days would be my modern day reckoning would be a pedophile. So you know, there you go. <laughs> Fun, fun show, fun show. <laughs> but no, um, I thought. Um, uh, I mean, the first thing I think you notice when you're j- even even just starting to talk about the show is it is gorgeous. Um, I thought the the intro where we're in his dreams and we kind of see what looks like kind of a World War One trench raid, and then there are like Martian Martian tripods and yeah. Cthulhu, where his like war kind of- PTSD is like melding into the Princess of Mars John Carter story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. I uh I, I did not love that part. <laughs> I, I was kinda like I was kinda like, oh brother, what 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 <laughs> did you, what did I just sign up to talk about? Did you not love craft it? You hate crafted it? Yeah, I yes. I hate crafted it. I I liked it conceptually. I thought that their reach exceeded their grasp on execution a little bit. But I think once once the woman descends from the flying saucer, that's when it starts looking okay. 
but like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, but I, that big panning shot with the with the, the flying saucers looked okay, but it was it was really the walkers with the laser eyes that looked bad, in my opinion. And I understand what they're kind of going for here. I'm sure is you're supposed to be like, do you get this reference? Do you see? He's a sci-fi nerd. See, it's in his dreams, and this is the kind of maybe it's sort of you know this is the kind of show this is going to be. So like, don't worry. There's going to be some slice of life, and we're gonna. Maybe teach us some stuff about racism, but yeah, there are laser guns. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> you know, coming up. Don't 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 know. We know. I almost felt like because the whole time you hear kind of this like old timey radio broadcast, and like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. line that right. stuck out to me was like, every, it was it's the 1950s, and every man has his eye on a pretty woman, and every boy has his eye on a baseball player, like that kind of thing. Yeah, so I felt yeah, like yeah. it was more um, sort of kind of introducing. Uh, a time period and the aesthetics of science fiction of that time, which mm-hmm. is some of my very favorite things of all time. Like I love, I love that mid-century science look. So I, I, I was not, I didn't love the execution of it, but I was excited to see it. Still, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was fine. Um, um, but but a- after that, everything it, 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 it's um, I thought well shot. It's lush. It's beautiful. Lots of money Even on the in screen. That, don't you, did you not think the tentacle monster looked good? Yeah, it looked yeah, it looked okay. I, I um, I think the minute I was like, oh, this is a dream or a fan. I don't know. I was, I was suddenly like, I'm not not interested. <laughs> no, I liked it, and then I liked I I, I especially I, I did jot this down. I liked the part where you see the baseball player like like burst out of it kind of. Yeah, and I, yeah. Well, every, I'm a baseball player and he hits it. Yeah, it's, it's Jackie Robinson. Right. And right. to have him come out, he's like, and he pops out and says something like, don't worry, <laughs> son, I got your back. And then to yeah, have yeah. the monster reform around him, I was like, oh, so this is sort of like a story of, of, it, to me that felt a little bit of a read of saying like, no, no, no. Black excellence. Everything is within your grasp. You just have to work hard. And do- look, look at these, look at these people. Look, we had Barack Obama. <laughs> Racism is fixed. And then the monster just forms back around oh, them again. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I like no, that. I, I thought that that was clever. I like that's, a, that's that's a good read. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I, um, I, I also thought I just it sort of saw good. it. I thought it I just good. sort of saw that as being like one of those things where it's like you know Jackie Robinson. Oh, Professor Einstein and Abe Lincoln's here. You know, sort of a boy's sure. adventure kind of like. Sure. But no, I think. <laughs> me and me and Ulysses S. Grant fighting Martians. And I think it's also supposed to kind of place um, this character as well so that we get into sense. I mean, like, I don't think it's a mistake that they're like, men have their eyes on pretty women and boys have their eyes on baseball heroes. And I think it's sort of potentially setting us up to understand that this is a story about a young man but he is in a position which makes him feel, to some degree, right. like a child. Right. And and, and may, in fact, um, possibly echo the less than uh, racist, the, the racist epithets that are thrown at, at African-American people then and now. The oh, yeah. Calling like them boy. Boy. Thing. Well, and also he's, he's like, not, and he's faced with a pretty woman, but say, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, that right, there's, right, right. there's some interesting stuff there. Uh, well... And despite the fact that Atticus Freeman looks like he is easily what, like 25 years old. Oh, yeah. And can like and could like whoop anybody's ass. Like yeah, he's yeah, so could, muscular could in throw, this. Could throw the car <laughs> at racist Jesus. cops. I, there, not only are there <laughs> yes, beautiful, yes. not as only is this a beautiful, uh, are beautiful set pieces and colors. <laughs> like, there are be- the lots of are beautiful, beautiful people in this as well. He and sure. um, who's the woman who plays Letty? 
Oh, um, Journey Smollett. Gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Like, yeah. Wonderful. No, no love for Courtney B. Vance. You don't like Uncle George. Yeah, he Uncle Uncle George. Uncle Uncle George, who is the horniest character. I paid Uncle George the highest compliment (laughs) ever, which is, I thought to myself, this is great. But I wish it was Ernie Hudson, meaning that I think this man looks like Ernie Hudson, a person that I think mm-hmm. is the most attractive, like a truly Ernie attractive H- human being. So Ernie Hudson, both a favorite who also um, I think would, is Monroe Kelly your favorite Ernie Hudson role or just among your favorite? I think Ernie among Hudson. my favorite. But yeah, it's a really think, good you know, one. Right. As subverting again, a terrible white racist uh, stereotype in Congo as the great white hunter Monroe Kelly. Great. It's a great film. They should have made 10 movies and a TV series I would watch, starring Ernie Hudson as Monroe Kelly. Yes. I would watch all of them. I would watch all of them. I would own them all on Blu-ray and Laserdisc. Yep. Uh, yep. Beta. But anyway, okay. Yep. So then we... So, so. Um, but I thought all of the all of the little um, quiet moments with him and the, uh, the, the older woman on the bus and when they yes. realize that the bus breaks down and they have to walk and he carries bags, all of that is great. There, it's um, well, and just the subtlety of so you see. Yeah, it's surprisingly subtle for a show that promises you laser guns and Cthulhu. Well, and so. it's subtle, and it's it's subtle to show. I think I think it's also smart. What, like I said at the top, where you have stories where we think about Black American stories taking place at, in very specific moments, and they're doing very specific things. They are almost always always relegated to the South, almost mm-hmm. always, because we typically sure. only care about the civil rights movement and slavery when we show black people in media, unless it's modern day, right? The period yeah. pieces, yes. those are the two moments we focus on. And so I think it's and, – and, and all that happens in the South. So I think it's it's smart to show these two characters and, and they're kind of acknowledging they're like, whew. Getting away from that, we're leaving the South. We're exiting Kentucky, kind of You're the right. last. The good, northern... good, goodbye racism. <laughs> right, but welcome the... to racism. Same as the old. Yeah, racism. and they're driving, and but they still are sitting at the back of the bus. Like they they juxtapose yeah, yeah. that like goodbye leaving Kentucky sign with also like colored section of the bus. Like I I right. I gave yeah. a rueful smile at the moment. I was like, I think this is going to be good. Like I like this. This is smart. Yeah. This is smart filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then he, so he, he makes it to, um, and feel free to interrupt me if yeah. I'm getting stuff wrong, but he makes it to Chicago. We kind of see he's in his, uh, in his neighborhood. I don't think we, I don't think it tells exactly where. Yeah. Um, there's, there's an L track. So you're like, ah, I know where Blues I am. Brothers. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. But, um, Chicago, uh, he, a, a place yeah, close we, to where I live. Yes. <laughs> um, we, we were introduced to Uncle George and his, um, uh, wife Hippolyta and, um, Uncle George, um, he loves his wife. <laughs> but but anyway, we kind of we kind of set up through dialogue and everything. <laughs> I was like, there that, was a uh, not incredibly gratuitous sex scene for a HBO yeah, show. Yeah, it's pretty pretty tame. It's very PG. No, anyway, um, and uh, we get a little little look at Diana, um, who is um, Atticus's niece, I guess. And so, so he sort of has a homecoming. We establish that his father is missing. Um, niece? And what he is she? Be his to- cousin. Oh, I'm sorry, his cousin. Yeah, yeah, because she's right. cousin. she's Georgian. She's Georgian. Hippolyta's right, she's Georgian. Hippolyta's. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know how families work. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will um, say that that the age that age difference does seem like a little weird, but it's fine. 
Right. Again. Again. Atticus how looks. Old, yeah, how old? Is I said 25 before. He looks 34 years old. He, he's, a, he's a grown man. I, you get the sense. Fully a man. Well, you almost feel like they want you to kind of understand that he's 18 years old, but also has fully served in a war. <laughs> so right, right, right. Yeah. It, it, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and we see we see some. Uh, he he kind of he does some sleuthing. He wanders around in his in his white undershirt and looks looks for all the world. This this part of it kind of looks like he's the protagonist in an open world um, video game where you have to like go and find out some information about where your father is, and he has to like go and have people kind of talk at him about you know, give deliver exposition uh, while your vaguely ex military character is you know buffly striding around. <laughs> Yeah, no, and there's lots of there's lots of just like little moments of of intrigue, I would say, in that. Yeah, I, I, they're laying, I actually kind of think I think they're laying some bricks, you know. Yeah, the, yeah, and and you can tell that the this is the only dialogue that I thought was kind of clunky in this episode. Um, we get we get introduced to H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft was a racist, and he wrote poems that have the N word in them, and uh, also. Uh, we establish kind of once again that Atticus is a is a fan of science fiction and pulps, and his uh, uncle is a fan of horror. Um, and, and just some of it is it, it, some of it you're just kind of like, man, yeah, I, I get it. You have to give us this information, but geez. Yeah, there's some exposition um, sallying. You find out at this yeah. point also that Uncle George runs a basically a travel agency that identifies um, places and routes that are safe for Black people to travel. Right. He, he, he puts out whatever sort of the ver- this world's version of the Green Book. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is cool and also provides him a with a uh, period appropriate and also socially redeeming job uh, in the context of the show. So anyway, we kind of um, we wander around. We get introduced to uh, Letty um, and her sister, Ruby, who uh, I understand turns up sort of in later in later on in the stories. Um and there's a this block party. We find out that um, Montrose has been missing for a couple weeks, and then we find out that he got into a car, a, a fancy silver, expensive Ford, with a with a white man who wasn't a cop, but maybe he was a lawyer. Something something rich, something maybe sinister. And um, we also find out that uh, Atticus has a piece has a note from his dad that says he is going to Arkham County, or yeah. Um, which uh, is, in fact, not a real place, but is where Lovecraft set his stories. Um, Love, Lovecraft Country is what they called all the little fictional towns that he made up in uh, in uh, Massachusetts, where, you know, all his stories are supposed to take place. Um, but anyway, we find out that he's supposed to go to this, go, go, he's supposed to, that, that in fact is not Arkham, but rather Ardham County, which is, um, or, uh, yeah, right? Yes. Ardham, Massachusetts, which is in this very racist, uh, you know, backwards county the whole county is a sundown county which means that uh if you are a person of color uh caught within city or county limits after sundown you can you will be subject to abuse yeah basically it's there's it's not illegal for people to assault or murder you at that point right is what that means uh again something that is very real and horrifying and i believe that did you is certainly the city i live in had laws like this yep um uh, historically which is yeah you know, uh in fact sobering. in fact a lot of the sundown so the sound sundowning laws uh surrounding the city i live in milwaukee are attributed to why to this day i live in an incredible like the most segregated city in america mm-hmm. they that's that's mm-hmm. why basically every 
burb around Milwaukee at some point or another was a sundown uh, county. Community, yeah. Or community. And it it basically forced people to live in very certain areas and dictated how jobs were distributed. So it's it's horrible, sure. and it still has it still has like crazy, but like everywhere, like it's it's um it's almost usually these laws were uh, like accepted, sort of like house rules of monopoly, but way worse. And you know how bad <laughs> those are. Um, yes, <laughs> where they're not like ordinances or like there's not like a lot of kept track about there's, there's it. nothing on the book that says this. Yeah. it's just an understood but it's thing. understood it's like agreed upon between the police department and the sheriff that this is what's <clears throat> sure. going to be and usually there there and of course there are, are photos of signs that's like the famous thing you think about when you see but like oregon was a sundown state which is why oh, yeah. to this day there are not a ton of black people in oregon <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. crazy that 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 amount of time has passed it still really hasn't shook out like these things mm-hmm. do have unbelievable ramifications to people living today. Truly a Lovecraftian idea. The sins of the father are visited upon the body of the son. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, yes, but, but right. So, uh, but Lovecraft country itself is a sundown <laughs> County. Right. Right. Which all HP would definitely have approved of. Um, uh, so anyway, so they look, they load up, um, uh, Letty hitches a ride with them. She's going to go visit her brother, and um, and 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 we're off to the races. Um, and they travel through again. What I assume must be Indiana. Um, and uh, I, actually, I like I like that it's glossed as just Midwest. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they must like hook up. Like they're they're like going like they must go through like part of Indiana, top Indiana, Michigan, like across all of Michigan. They must get into Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, and then they're pro- and, the, and then they're Massachusetts. <laughs> Name and states. Yeah, um, and, I recently uh, saw- completely uh, smoked a uh, U.S. geography test from Sporkle, so you know you can oh, trust nice. me. <laughs> It's one of those things where they're like, oh, most people can only name eight states. And you're like, Pfft. yeah, except Sporkle's like, like a dinosaur. So it's just kind of, it's like a bunch of like really bad, really bad, like minimal copy. Yeah. It's not okay. quite, it's but, not the, the, the shine of a listicle. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, this, this has some of the, some of my favorite uh, just for beauty parts of the episode where they're, where they're driving through America and we're being shown, of course, that basically everywhere they go, there are, windows for um for for black people and windows for white people and um i love that so- we we um see a uh racist exchange at a gas station and then it pans back and you see aunt jemima brand pancakes in the background and it's just this you get the sense of pervasive oppressive racism that is everywhere yeah and and and, and is probably invisible to the to the white people around them you know this this is it's not a it's not presented as like a 1984 kind of thing it's a thing that's just everywhere and it's just accepted it's the air they breathe it's you know um i love the sign that says something like um highest liver stand highest living standard that is the american way and you see a bunch of black people lined up uh underneath it yeah um you know it's they did a beautiful a, a, effectively bleak. They did a beautiful job with it because I like that wherever they go, there are black people. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that the, the article that you referenced at the beginning of this also pointed out something um, 
incredibly poignant, I felt, which is when you say, like, he he wasn't a racist given his time or he was, like, a, a man of his time. What you're actually saying is you're denying that there were people who <laughs> suffered under that racism. They were also men of their time. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Like, sure. just it, it's it's a white supremacy, supremacy worldview to assume that just because somebody lived at a time where racism was more um, socially acceptable doesn't mean that it wasn't bad and doesn't mean that there weren't black people who were exper- like uh, under the boot of it the entire time. Of course it means that, right? So I thought that it was sort of like an inversion of that sort of uh, worldview where you would normally yes. see these like kind of like, – because they're stopping at like idyllic little 1950s towns, like right, with like mm-hmm. cute little movie theaters and ice cream cone stands and diners and like all of that stuff, which is right. – when you think about it, you think about incredibly – you think about a bunch of white – you think about white girls wearing poodle skirts and ponytails. Like that's what you think about. Right. But of course right. those places were occupied by black people as well. Right, right, right. And 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 to some extent, a lot of that prosperity and privilege was built on the immiseration of, 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 of yeah. people ju- deemed less than. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so then they, they make it to this town. Um, Uncle George wants to um, check out a – a spot that had gotten good reviews for in his uh, in his book before to kind of see if this diner is still working, and so they they go into this little little tiny town and they go to a they go into a diner, um, and uh, uh, the diner um, it has a <laughs> has a white man with one of those boiled ham faces eating, and some kid behind the counter, and clearly they are not uh, exactly jazzed to see um, African American people in their restaurant. Um, I, th- I like how Uncle I, li- I do like in that scene how Uncle George is very like just just like yeah we'll take some menus we'll seat ourselves it's fine yeah 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 he basically, he basically is like look I am going to get a patty melt right yeah, like, <laughs> like if you can try this is uncomfortable but I do want to eat something so it's yeah. gonna happen and we don't have to like you know kind of beat for beat rehash everything but it's but 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 I think that they set up how. They they do a good job of build of using using the horror tools to sort of build dread. Here you realize that something is off. Um, Letty goes to the bathroom and hears um, uh, the kid behind the counter talking to someone on the telephone. Basically, that there are you know three African American people in the in the diner, and um, we know after the, the diner is supposed to be called Lydia's or something. That we know what you did. I I know I, I didn't let him in. I know what happened to Miss Lydia. You know blah 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 blah. So you know that like something bad's about to happen. Um, and I, I love the reveal of um, Atticus kind of inspecting the wall and seeing all the fresh white paint. And then, then we get a little history lesson about why the White House is white and uh, how uh, after the White House or the presidential residence was burned in the War of 1812, they had the slaves paint it white to cover up the burn marks. And then they realized that the building they've in was their, the building they are in was torched recently you know they, they move the floorboards and stuff and you're like oh here it comes so is now the, get in the car so is the implication there that either the people who owned it or the people who ran or the people who ran either the people who owned it were black or were just um right not racist not, yes and a right. lot and like had a uh non-segregated establishment and that the this the racist of this town right, right. torched it yeah right. 
yeah, yeah. Torched it, ran him off. Who knows? Maybe killed him. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. So that, it's new resins. I also thought it was it was um, interesting because like I think you're right. I think it's Lydia's is like the name. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. and then it's uh, the new name is the town's called like Smollett or something like that. It's like an SM uh-huh. name. And now uh-huh. it's the Smollett Diner. So instead of uh-huh. being like a person's name, that this is like an establishment run by a oh, human sure. being. Now it's like an establishment of the establishment. <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, which yeah. is a, which is an interesting and like made perfect sense with like kind of like now the sense that like this town is now being run by these people and I mean like th- th- that is what a make America great again really means, right? Like no, hundred percent, hundred percent, yes. Yeah, that was a nice a nice moment. I li- I actually liked that whole scene. Um, the the ch- the car chase I thought was a little bit. Like pulpy and like when they start like kind of like doing some western like pew pew shooting guns. Yeah, shooting at each other with guns. I was like, oh man, they're they're definitely gonna get murdered now. But it was exci- but it was exciting and pulpy. Like yeah. I was I was no, no, sitting no, on it, the edge of my seat. I pretty much no, it was good. I pretty much sat on. The, there was like for large portions of this, I was on the edge of my seat. And um, we Letty gets to. They previously were not letting Letitia drive, and then she drives and is very good at driving fast. And so you know that. We get a little moment where it's kind of like, uh, or also doesn't she say my name isn't girl, it's Letty. Yeah. Or it's Letitia or whatever. Yeah, jo- Uncle George it, keeps we, calling her girl. And then she says, yeah. don't, you know, I have a name. Stop that. <laughs> and Uncle George is like, no, it's good. I'm fine. I'm, 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 I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah. Um, and the car chase is stopped by the mysterious, by maybe it is the mysterious or a mysterious silver car. And we see a. Um, Mysterious white lady this? in a black. A striking Aryan woman exits the car and looks at them. Yeah, she's straight up. Yeah. She straight up looks like Nazi propaganda wearing a red hat. Right, 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 right. We 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 know that she she has all of the right. Everything about her is perfect, including her skull shape. HP would approve. Um, yeah, he would think she didn't smell bad, even if she did smell bad. Right, right, right. And um, so then uh, we get a little um interval with uh. Letitia's brother, and we find out that uh, sort of everyone everyone's got problems. That Atticus is uh, estranged from his father Montrose, um, basically because Montrose didn't like that he wanted to leave and join the army, and saw him fighting for a country that hates him, uh, and that they they had a big fight, and we never and and haven't spoken since. Yeah, like a physical a physical altercation, right? Which which is cool because if if you remember earlier in the episode, he goes to his uh, father's apartment. And uh, sees his books. What's interesting, everybody in this show, I think, is, or well, not everybody. The men are defined by the books they read. Yeah. Um, Atticus has his pulps. Um, Uncle George has his horror. And Montrose has the Count of Monte Cristo. Um, so it'll be interesting when we eventually meet him what he is, what, what that, yeah. so what's, maybe what's he like, what's his treasure. deal. Yeah. Right. Is he, is he, he's, he's classic. Maybe he's a little bit more old school. Um, but, but anyway, um, but, but we notice that there are, there are, there are like, punch holes in the wall like from a human fist um and it's not commented it's not commented on at the time which is good because you know you don't want to have you, not too much expo it's like trust trust the viewer to kind of make some inferences and then 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 it makes sense later on uh, uh what else basically they they load up and head out and they make it to the woods in in lovecraft country there kind of is, I think that what you kind of take away from this is, because this entire time that he's having this conversation with Uncle George, Letty and her brother are having, like, a physical fight. Like, a loud... Or, uh, they're yelling. Yeah, Well, yeah, but yeah. then she says, you're hurting me, and you hear, like, scuffling. Like, at the same yeah, time. 
so I and, and and kind of there's a they Jungle George says it a lot like outright. He's like, this is a fa- that's a family matter because like you kind of sense that Atticus wants to like go in and like be like, hey, um, you guys stop yeah. that. Um, yeah. So I think you also kind of get this this groundwork of of family dysfunction and um, and like you you have you have these ties which are horribly important to you, but you don't agree. Like there's a, the kind of the the domestic violence I think is a thread that runs through this. And I realize we we forgot to mention something that is sort of important in a Lovecraftian sense. The thing that Montrose is is looking for is understanding more about his deceased wife Atticus's mom's family there's something about family and ancestry and birthright that's kind of running through this too mm-hmm. just i you know it it hasn't felt important to the plot yet but it i'm sure it will be so it's it's worth just sort of mentioning that yeah that, that themes of uh kinship and blood yeah were super important to hp lovecraft for obviously racist reasons um but 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 it is a thing that he comes back to there the the idea the ideas of things that are done in the past resonate to the future and ain't things ancient beyond time and beyond understanding are pretty common weird fiction tropes yeah well and also kind of goes back to this idea of like your his your history is clouded and stolen from you but you can mm-hmm. reclaim it i assume right. that that's what the count of monte cristo's Sure. Yeah. The man of the iron man. Yeah. Connection yeah. is since that's, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. princes and kings and well, accounts, right? That are yeah. that are robbed of their birthright. Um right. but then yes. regain it. Right. That's what that story yeah. is about. Yeah, and, and in some sense revolution and fighting and, and fighting and re- replacing a, a corrupt monarch with a good monarch. Huh. Man. I'm jazzed to meet Montrose. Spoilers, we do not meet Montrose in this episode. We meet him only in photos. <laughs> yeah, he appears in photographs like once or twice. I don't I was I was keeping my eyes peeled for Michael Kenneth Williams and uh was mostly disappointed. Um but anyway, so then we then I think we sort of enter into what is um like the action core of this episode. I think we it's sort of a 3-1 it's a 1-2-3 uh sort of punch combo. Would you agree? We they they they, they, oh, there, there is one other thing I thought was fun. Um, before the domestic fight happens, they're sitting down at dinner and they're kind of planning out um, uh, what what they know about um, Ardham, Massachusetts, and what what's going to be there. And they have a dossier on the sheriff um, who has they have a third of his NAACP complaint file there. Um, they've got maps. Um, they've got understanding, you know, like where where they can go and lo- getting set up logistically. They got checklists. And you realize that um, you understand that with all of this logistical uh, planning and the way they have to think about this, that as a, traveling as a black person in 1950s America, you are basically moving through hostile territory. They, they, they're planning this out like it's an expedition, you know, like into the unknown, which is sort of a pulpy thing. But it, it is, is, is likely true, you know, um, in terms of the bad things that can happen to you if you wind up in the wrong place. I would say that that's still pretty true. From my from my limited experience sure. with this, um, with my mixed race partner, I have been mm-hmm. in situations where we desperately need to get gas in a, a, a country area, 
and neither one of us feeling truly comfortable getting out of the car. <laughs> like, you know, it's like we're not stopping to pee. <laughs> like we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna move on this. So that that rings true to me. It sure. must have only ever been more true um, when you had, especially during this period of time, where um, basically. Uh, basically they were continuing to, um, you know, sundown laws and uh, segregation was reaching its long fingers up through basically every state and most towns. And it doesn't, doesn't that make you feel bad? Like with, I mean, you, you, if you haven't been paying any attention at all, certainly what's going on with black lives matter now in most of the major cities across the United States uh, must have drawn your attention to this again if you didn't know this before. But isn't it funny to talk about? I, I feel so weird talking about uh, the way racism is portrayed here and using the past tense when I'm talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and indeed, that is the cultural story we have where it's sort of, you know, oh, look, it was really terrible then and now it's better. But, you know, for reasons it is not fixed. Uh, but it's, and, and, and indeed, I mean, I'm not going well, like to argue that, you know, it's, it's, it's six of one half dozen of the other. Um, it's more tacit now, but yeah. probably no less virulent. You don't want to you don't want to undermine the in, right. the incredible struggles of our our ancestors. Right. Like that, that things it would be foolish to pretend like we it's, have anything that's yeah. quite as terrible as outlawing being black at night. But then right. again, but, also, but, then, but then, again. then also, yes, yeah. Talk to talk to any yes, talk to any person of color about about their experiences with the police or being pulled over for kind of no reason. Yep. And uh, it's it it's changed, but maybe not very much. Or or uh, or, is, or like the victims of hate crimes that happen all the time. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, you know, that it's just funny because we want to be because I realize I'm talking about it like, oh my gosh. In the fifties, it was like you know, it was like it was like climbing a mountain to 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 go visit to go figure out about your weird past in this strange racist town that no one has ever been to. Um, but then all you know, but but yeah, we still have those problems. Yeah, I think I think actually, what's um, maybe what our legacy? And this is just kind of pure speculation at this point, but maybe our legacy of um, our wave of the civil rights movement is realizing that just because you don't have signs and just because it's not like it's not in your in your town charter <laughs> doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's not true and doesn't mean that it's not enforced as if it is. I mean, even these sundown laws, like they that, that wasn't like voted on by a town council, not in right. any sure, way sure, that sure. was written down, you know, um, right, but it sure, was sure. just all, all you got. All you got to do is spend some time on next door and um, you will discover that, uh, yeah. that that there are there are some people who are allowed to be in communities and there are some people who are not allowed to be in communities. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that maybe that's that's the lesson to be learned that it's kind of always been this way, but now there's sure. like this this veer uh this veneer of respectability such that it's not okay for <laughs> it's not okay for Madewell not to send you a Black Lives Matter um, promotional email being like, hey, we think this matters, but not if not if you looked at our you know board of directors or anyone who bought profits monetarily from us really um but we believe it and also hey would you like to buy some of our jeans <laughs> like yeah yeah sure, right sure, like i think yeah. that that's kind of like the mm-hmm. the um the neo-lib double speak where it's like well we're not actually going to do anything but hey the white house was lit up under obama was lit up um with rainbow lights for for pride 
hey, mm-hmm. everything's fine. Sure. Don't worry yeah, about we fixed it. it. It's fixed. It's fixed. Yeah. You know, you could almost view it's almost like capitalism is itself a Lovecraftian monster. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe more on that later. But I, I, let, let, let's get back to the episode. Um, so things get things kick into high gear. They get exciting in a scary way. Uh, we they're they're stopped. I, I do like actually the how we go from the the fighting in the house to clearly everyone is mad and hot and frustrated. They're driving around back roads trying to find this bridge that maybe doesn't exist or maybe it's overgrown. Yeah, there's well, a lot of like you hand hand me the map. Look. Yeah. Also, it's, <laughs> it's important it's to note that Letty is now wearing ballet flats as opposed to her. Uh, fierce peep toe pumps, which will become important right, yeah, later. It's it, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good for yes, yeah. But the this, <laughs> the stunt coordinators were like, "Look, man, you got to put some real shoes on her." Now. I appreciated it, and it's not like it just like suddenly happens. I clocked it because I I was paying attention to her clothes because they're really really beautiful the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so um, so so they kind of get out to like look 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 around on the side of the road, and they encounter the sheriff, um, the infamously racist sheriff, who informs them that not only Basically, we get a little, uh, it's sort of a state, you know, we, you know about, you know, sundown towns. Well, this is sundown county and the sun will set in about seven minutes. Yep. Well, and let's see if you can, let's see if you can make it out of the county in time. He's a man so white. He's not even allowed to have eyebrows. He's like that yeah. kind of dude. Yeah. And, and so we get a, um, it's, 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 it's a cool idea. Um, cause he also is going to follow them and make sure they don't speed because then he'd have to pull them over and then, you know, murder them. So it was a lovely it, you know, illustration of the absurdity of, yes. of, of life in that way, where it's like, well, he wants us to get out of town as fast as we can, because if if we stay, he has told us he's going to murder us. He's going to lynch right. us like that. There is no uncertain terms about what's going to happen here. But right. also, if we don't follow every arbitrary rule, he'll be able to follow us outside of the county to grab us. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I thought uh, I, I, I perhaps made the mistake of reading some reviews and stuff. People talk about how they use the horror tropes here. And I think they do a little bit. It wasn't um, as was, extreme as I thought it was. I, yeah, I it thought wasn't we as, were it gonna, wasn't I thought it was going to be a trick. I thought we were supposed to think that they were driving away from a monster, but it was actually a cop. But you know the whole time. Right, right. Yeah, They if they wanted to do that, they should have made the, the sheriff more or less human if it was sort of like they're being pursued by some revenant force. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that part, like, it's good. It's fine. It didn't work for me as well as... Um, I was expecting it, it to having read about it, oh. but that's fine. Oh, I thought it was better. I thought it oh, was. See. I thought it was gonna. I thought it built built nicely on the scene that we had from the other town. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought it would. When I read about it and and, and assumed based on the things mm-hmm. I was reading that it was going to be a fake out. Like there were like I envisioned. First of all, I thought it was going to be a like foot chase that then led to a car. <laughs> And then they, and so is an idea of like you hear like an animal rustling behind them in the woods, and they run and they run and they get in the car. But it's just the police officer with asthma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I I was like, that sounds really forced. Oh no 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 no! Like I I thought it was a total hoodwink. And so when I mm -hmm. realized it wasn't, I like breathed out of it. I was like, okay, that this this is better. This is better. I don't know. I just thought I, I just thought it didn't ratchet up the tension as much as I perhaps wanted it to. I don't know. It wasn't. I didn't feel that because we've already seen them have a car chase with with pistol fire and stuff. So it, I don't know. It, it just didn't work for me as well. I, I would have perhaps liked it if, yeah, we had sort of seen them maybe in media race or something like that. This is a 
and this is not a this is this is like a the exciting bit wasn't as exciting as I imagined I wanted it to be. You it know, this reminded kind of, you me, know. and maybe it's just because it's sleep. Maybe it's because it's New England, but it reminded me actually of the final chase in Sleepy Hollow, where because uh-huh. what they have to do is they cross the train tracks, and then they're safe. Right. Right, and right. the whole thing, and, and the whole thing is ridiculous because the whole thing is arbitrary, right? You can't right, speed. Yes, you yes. got to follow the speed limit, but the guy behind you, because well, the guy behind you and, can is going to murder you, <laughs> murder you. If right, you right. Go. Also, it's arbitrary, right? He's the sheriff. He can kill them. He's 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 like a cat playing with his dinner, right? He can kill them. Yeah. He could kill them now. And no, what what's going to happen? Who's going to right? And just he is he is the authority. And he, just like no, in, he is not accountable to anybody. And just like in Sleepy Hollow, they do make it to the train tracks. They do make it over the bridge. They they right, they right. hit it. They've they've gotten away. Right. And I and I actually loved what happens next. Yes. And you all right into a the, police blockade. Yeah. You all breathe yeah. a sigh of relief, and then they they see that he's actually his buddies are on the other side. It's <laughs> yeah. been a trap. I, this I did whole think time. it it did. Um, there was one thing there that seemed kind of weird because if he's running them out of the county, maybe is he lying? Is he running them out of not the county that he's the sheriff of? Because the fact that he's in cahoots with these people who are, you know, stopping them, um, it, that, that does feel weird because, like, does he have jurisdiction outside the county? Oh, I'm I assume. I'm not trying to make trouble here. I assume you know either. I, mean? like, I assumed either they didn't care and these were just other county sh- cops who were like yeah, sure. over yeah. the county line, or it's the cops from the other county and he called them ahead of time. <laughs> and it's right, just but like that's what I thought. But ambush. then, but then, isn't he the? Sh- but but then he, he is the sheriff in, in the Shawgath scene. Yeah, he seems so, in charge. Th- th- yes. Of them. So I, I, th- I think they just don't care. I think it's because, like, in the entire time in the scene, like, the tension's rashing up. You're watching the sun go down. You're watching these people in this car, and they're like, you got to just you got to just make it skating by doing the rules perfectly, but, like, get across these train tracks. And then it doesn't even matter because, of course, the train tracks don't matter. Like, none right, yeah, of this yeah, no. none of this is logical. None of this makes sense. There are no rules, right? So, right. And, again, and again, yeah. the rules are power and, and, and who wields it, yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My again, this is more piddly stuff. I think it would be better if the cops on the other side have nothing to do with the sheriff or were falling. You know, it's just kind of this thing where like, nope, it was rigged from the beginning or you were doomed. You were doomed no matter you what. You get like a little taste of that because you get yeah. a sense that because like remember when the younger sheriff is walking through the woods and he's like, I thought that they were going to be gypsies. And he's yeah, like, right. oh, they, they're wanderers. Right. All right. Like so travelers, travelers. travelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We find out that they're going to stitch him up as as uh, for doing some robberies in the community, which, again, feels very re- like anything you read about the time. That's totally the way it happened. That's mm-hmm. that's how vagrancy laws and stuff worked. And so they're basically going to march him out into the woods and kill him. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think there's. <laughs> yeah, they're going to execute him. Yeah. Yeah. And we are. And uh, earlier, uh, because he's a giant nerd, Atticus is chatting with the with it, with with the lady who. So maybe kind of interested in him. Um, he is oblivious because he is forty-five years old. Right, <laughs> and has nothing but. But anyway, all he wants he, to do um, is go home and take off his pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's but not in a sexual way. He talks way. about he talks about Ashogath, which is a concept from H.P. Lovecraft. It shows up in um, in uh, Mountains of Madness and I think some other places. But it's sort of like a I when you see pictures of them and stuff, they're usually just like giant amoebas with tentacles. But they're these like unformed monsters that that have uh, eyes and they whistle and shriek and uh i i assume just kind of like barrel over and eat everything around them and he's like haha maybe that sound is a shoggoth and um and you know uh letty's like hey, what's a shoggoth it's covered in eyes fine so we see that so so anyway so they're, they're they're in the woods things are about to go bad and um a bunch of these little critters that look a little bit what do they look like they're like moles like, 
Yeah, like like they're shaved moles. polar bear moles with lots of eyes. They're like naked mole rats with more eyes and and sometimes external guts. Yeah, or they look like those um, the rat creatures from the Bone uh, 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 yeah. comic series. If you, uh, maybe, you know what I mean, they like kind of a, have like those things. Maybe like a naked roll mat, ro- <laughs> naked mole rat plus like a anglerfish. They have like anglerfish faces. Yeah, th- this thing was tons of teeth, right? I-, I love it immediately. Great, very practical looking gore where they bite off the sheriff's arm. <laughs> yeah, they look good. They look. It good. falls. There's this flashlight. Um, every their mass chaos ensues. Um, uh, our heroes, Atticus, Letty, and Uncle George make a break for it. Uncle George falls over. Um, we have been primed, I think, to believe that the... Uncle George is not going to make it. I was so nervous yeah, for right. Uncle George Uncle, this whole episode. Uncle George spends <laughs> spends a lot of time in this episode, like looking at pictures of his family or the charming comic book that his precocious daughter has made for him, or making making solemn promises to his wife. <laughs> right, he's, and I like that his. Uh, yeah. I like that the so the comic book is about a um, like a black astronaut, lady astronaut, whose job is to respond to distress signals and repair, uh, like devices that allow people to see and like kind of forecast or survey so it's like kind of comp and it's we know we see at the beginning that it's based on a, a picture of her mother so it's kind of mm-hmm. like a combination of both of them which is cool yeah and and, and the mother who become who becomes more important later on is it has a strong interest in astronomy um uh, anyway, but but like yeah, Uncle George like <laughs> falls and is on the ground, and you're like, Uncle George is dead. He's dead. Uncle George is dead. Yeah, and they Atticus fake you out actually Letty. twice with that because like, yes, then, yes. then then when the the cab, so they run to a cabin. Um, they run to the house from uh, Evil Dead, basically. Yeah, essentially, and the uh, and you get it's it's almost comedic because you have this like they're right they're a house under siege. That's what's happening. All of these yeah. naked mole rat anglerfish creatures are like circling and clicking and buzzing and whirring, and you I think you see at this point that there's like a shoggoth in the trees, right? Yeah, and, and I would say so. These shoggoths don't look like the way shoggoths look in pictures. They're not these like lumbering, massive amoeba creatures. These things are these things move like like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Yeah, they got you know what I mean. They're like legs, pack sure. hunters, and they're like running and jumping. Do you and, like, think? Do you think that that's what they are? I thought that the shoggoth in the kind of like looming above them was something different. But I guess they all oh, have, maybe. But I guess they I mean, all have be. a bunch of eyes. Yeah, well, I assumed that that was like but you the find alpha. Out, I I thought it was yeah. an alpha, but then of course we find out that they're like um, vampires because right. Yeah, no, I, I love that. So yeah. so so they're the, the, so Atticus and Letty are in the house. They barricaded the doors. The sheriff, who is now minus an arm, wielding a shotgun with one arm, and then one of his deputies bust in and are like sort of holding them at gunpoint while also being afraid. And 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 it's. They're, ma- the, you know, barricade the door. You know, of course, of course, you know, tell the make, make the black characters do the manual labor while you while you hold a gun it was on almost, and shout. It's almost comedic. And, and uh, Atticus calls it out, too. He's like, I'm sorry, what are you going to do? Shoot me? <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, we are right. we are in a life and death situation here and you still are holding a gun on me. Like, <laughs> and, and the sheriff, he doesn't look good. He's kind of pale. He's kind of turned in the color of putty. He's uh, he's clearly in, in shock and will not survive the night. <laughs> but uh, but he's just you know right but of course he's just as dangerous as the things outside uh, to to the characters we care about um, we find out that Uncle George is not dead and he kind of makes a break for it and discovers that the creatures seem to be afraid of the lights and the flashlight and I love this next part because 
he uses his own framework, horror, to explain what's happening, where he says that, you know, they're afraid of the light. It's like vampires. And then right about then you realize that the sheriff is, is not only does he look bad, but he's starting to turn into one of the creatures. Yep. And so we get we get a great transformation scene, very this great bloody like shotgun blast to the midsection. That's pretty good. Um, the characters at this point are all each co- are are also all covered in blood, uh, in a in a in like an awesome horror movie looking kind of way, uh, which which feels good too. Um, I realize actually I got ahead of us because really we I, I spoke over Letty's moment to shine. If you want to talk about that, oh, I think you're like approaching it. It all kind of happens around the same time. Yeah, but, yeah. I just thought, but you, know, you have it, to know yeah. they figure out the light, so they're like, so they decide that there's going to someone's going to have to make a run for the car, and uh, Atticus is going to go, but then the cops like, no, I can't trust you. You're too smart. We'll make the dumb woman go. That's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is yeah. <laughs> Um, right. And Letty's was a track star in high school. She's fast. She's like, I can do this. She runs, and then you get that's great. It, that's it's a very Jurassic Parky, and where you see her running straight into the camera, and you see these like these like hum- humanoid but now nightmare monster creatures, which we now know right are be, are formed from humans, leaping from tree to tree like above her, kind of hunting her. Uh, before she eventually gets to the car and uh, torches them with first her headlights and then her camera. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that we, we get the lights and it shines on Does he do the cartoonish thing where he jumps sideways and burrows into the ground? Yep. That that part felt like an odd misstep here because it's such a goofy move. I was like, ah! Well, but then I was like, oh, they're moles. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's but why then you don't they, see they do the, them during the day. They're underground. Right. They do the fake out where she where she shines with their lights and they go away and you're like, whoo, and then one jumps on the windshield of the car, but she's quick. She has this camera that she's been taking pictures of during their road trip and she snap, hits them with the flash. Great. Love it. Love it. And then she just dra- fully drives the car into the cab. Right. Saving the, uh, saving Atticus and um, yeah, Uncle George from the- from the transformed sheriff yeah. who is going to eat their faces. And, um, and then Uncle George seems like he's maybe down for the count <laughs> and we get this great like last last stand. It's like a zombie movie, right? They they um, Letty and Atticus bust out the road flares and they've set up a light perimeter around it. And you just know the flares are going to go out. They're waving flares. You see the Shoggoths kind of closing in, and then you hear this like high whistle, like, and they're and they're called off. Yeah. And then they you know melt into the woods and. Uh, then Uncle George is not dead again. I thought we were going to get at least get a scene where they're like, Uncle George, are you okay? Nope. <laughs> Uncle George, are you dead? Nope. nope. He's just fine later. Just walking around. <laughs> just having a bit of a lie down. But then they they start the story the way it begins, where they're walking as opposed to riding mm-hmm. because right. of racism. And then they arrive at yeah. the big house. Yeah, they arrive at this like crazy... Uh, it's not that crazy, but it kind of strikes me as being like a Hogwarts-esque sort of main. Like, you know, it's kind of like a... Yeah, no, it's definitely a haunted house. Yeah, it has like wizard energy. Yeah. And and are greeted at the door by the... Uh, by, again, we, we, we keep seeing... They just keep upping the stakes. You're like, surely this person will be the whitest person we've seen. But nope. now the guy answering the door is basically translucent. Yep. And says something. I I don't remember exactly what he says. He's like, says we've been expecting like, you. Yeah, Atticus Freeman. We've been expecting you. Welcome home. Bum bum bum. 
I'm intrigued. Lovecraft country. I'm intrigued. Uh, I, I, I do think there's the possibility that I will like it less once they actually get into, like, the meat of the mystery of the house. But uh, so far, I think it's being handled very well, and I'm enjoying it. No, no. I love it. I love it. Um, it's... Uh, I don't think it's, like, super Lovecraftian yet, or maybe ever, but I do like that it is a sort of pulp and horror pastiche, and and I'm here for that. I think there's um, enough tentacles to make it Lovecraftian. No, no, but but you, you know what I mean, yeah, though, right? Yeah, there's like, not really we, any, like, I, well... We, well, we're not yet anyway, not but we yet. don't, we don't, I mean, you know, right. Atticus doesn't have to be a musty librarian or, you know, collector of antiquities who comes across a strange book that makes him question his, san- you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that, that that's not as fun. Yeah. Um, you know, love, love, I don't think there, are, I mean, there are in Call of Cthulhu, somebody does crash a ship into great Cthulhu as he's rising from the depths. And that's pretty dramatic, but you know, this it's more like the 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 role playing games or board games or you know things that come after it where you're like hucking dynamite at cultists and like Tommy gunning uh, Bayekis out of the sky. It, it, it's well, more like that. But but I like that this this doesn't seem to this also we're not like name checking Lovecraft stuff everywhere. You know right like at least not the yet. standoff the standoff is like is like a zombie movie. They're covered in blood like they're in a horror movie. Yeah. A- and a very particular kind of horror movie too. You know, you know I I, well, I like it. They they know what they're doing and they did a great job with it. I agree. And I think that they have taken the piece that I think so like right the basic structure of a Lovecraftian story is that um something very scary and unthinkable and ugly has come out of the sea and is now mm-hmm. An ex is a threat both physically and existentially to a moral, intellectual white man, right? Mm-hmm. Which is definitely sure. about xenoph like <laughs> Lovecraft right, yes. xenophobia, yeah. like right? It's, xenophobia. it's about yeah, it's, a, it's about watching immigrants arriving in New England and him being like, "But this is a threat to me." Personally, like as a as a white person is a threat to me. So I don't have any problem with that story not being it. Right. Like, but I do think that what cosmic horror or Lovecraftian horror does well is it takes more of this idea that like, you know what? Nature extends far beyond our human understanding and it's not on our side, dudes. Like we are not in control of anything. And even more importantly, an individual feeling powerless and insignificant in a ca- uncaring world. And I, so I think that that concept mm-hmm. is beautifully articulated by this trip across the Jim Crow, Jim Crow America, right? Where yeah. yes. they, they yes. are powerless. Like they, the, the rules don't matter. It doesn't matter if they're perfect citizens. It doesn't matter if they're not doing anything right. They are insignificant as far as these people are concerned. Their deaths will not matter. No one, no one will prosecute if they're murdered in the woods. And so I think that, that I, that's carried over well. Yeah, I yes, though I do think that the only thing I would say though is that, you know, in in, in cosmic cosmic and Lovecraftian horror, there there is this sort of idea that the world doesn't care. Like Cthulhu doesn't care. You know, right, you're, the you're, big... you're less than an ant. Whereas the, the, the motivating thing in racism is the, the, like it, a deep caring human human malice. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think I, I suspect this will mi- this will mind this for comparison juxtaposition rather than it being like because just because like this, this this 
what I am proposing would be the kind of show that would exist when Lovecraft was alive, where they're just like, well, I mean, racism is just the force of nature. And what can you do? But but submit to, it. you know, like, well, you're just no, you think you think you want to change racism. You can't. It's a it's a force. You know, so I think I think we're, what I wonder if what we're going to see is something where it's kind of like, yeah, they're elder gods and they exist. They don't they don't care about you. But also human racism, that's like that's also just as evil and bad and scary. Um, also very tied to humanity. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that that's why when I although it's it's hard to arti- it was hard for me to articulate at the time. That's why when I was reading and thinking it was supposed to be like a fake out where they thought they were getting chased by a tentacle monster, but it was actually a cop mm-hmm. felt bad to me. Sure. Yeah. No. Yes. But like, like, and and but that did not happen, so it's fine. But I think that we'll we will have that juxtaposition, and that will be good. That it's, and so I think that the kind of the larger, the larger idea, because like, right, one assumes that these naked mole rat creatures were once human, because we see a a human turn into one. Yeah, sure. Right. Yes. And they indiscriminately attack these people. They don't care. (laughs) Like, right? Right, They're just. They're just. They're just animals and they don't care they're just like they they're food and or Mm -hmm. um a means of a means of breeding to these people Mm -hmm. these creatures so right yeah like i I think that that is is juxtaposed nicely especially when when you have uh the moment where the sheriff is clearly turning into one of these creatures but the um the officer that's with him is not quite sure who he should put the gun on should he keep the gun trained on Mm -hmm. the unarmed black people or should he instead shoot <laughs> a, a monster yeah. that is standing yes. there because that monster was once his commanding officer, right? Like, right. Yeah. like it, it's like that I kind thin, of... Thin, thin blue line, Mary, thin blue line. It's mm-hmm. that kind of humor, right? And that's why that scene is almost yeah, funny yeah. to watch. <laughs> yes, yes. No, excellent, yes. Right. So I, I think that's going to be good. I think that it's going to be a good juxtaposition. I'm excited to get more monsters. I assume that that wizard castle that they're headed to is going to be like <laughs> packed full of all kinds of creeps i'm gonna call it racism hogwarts yeah yeah probably probably racial hogwarts as if as if hogwarts didn't have its own racist problems yeah right. L- literally yeah. against races oh, man. But, racism but, 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 creatures but how great to bring this up because and i don't we don't have to rehash something but i think uh that J.K. Rowling, in addition to uh, also using two initials and then her last name, um, there is possibly some fertile things to think about there. Vis-a-vis H.P. Lovecraft, when you have someone whose works you like or who has good ideas, who also has detestable personal views. And how do you square that circle? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it also might be helpful. Well, this is imp- this is uh, suggesting that lots of H.P. Lovecraft fans have like kind of come to terms with themselves and I, I don't think it's as common as one would wish it to be it's it, sure when, and, and when someone's dead and they write science fiction it's probably easier to kind of like you know hp lovecraft isn't like tweeting stuff at right at, right, at right. it's not it's not you, you can you can brush it under the table as historical as just historical um kookness but it's right. definitely yeah. more than that yeah 100 percent. yeah that's yep. it that's that's very interesting i'm i hadn't considered uh, JK th- as a modern yeah. HP. <laughs> but like, and I was uh, like, well, I was like, well, but like her stories maybe. And I was like, no, her stories definitely do. Those right, right. Like you yeah, can I make think it's, I her think stories make so much more sense to me now that I think about it. I think it, it, it works almost too well. It's almost like, and you know, right. Here, 
here's what's funny, right? This show has been in production for a while. How relevant some of it feels especially relevant given contemporary events. Um, but 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 probably that's just that's mostly just white privilege and people who are who have ignored things for a long time, which is the way the fans treat H.P. Lovecraft. And also maybe have we lathe of heaven in some uh, our own version of of uh, understanding the detestability of H.P. Lovecraft personally by also having J.K. Rowling decide to take a take a just decide to just haul off and tell us all what she really thinks. Yeah, take a take a massive social dump. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, it is interesting. I will say though that you know what this you know what this makes look totally asinine, mm. Westworld. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, like a show that we watched um, and did right. a special for my other show, Space Bras. Um, plug, 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 and um, we were kind of like, well, they didn't know, they didn't know. I mean, and this was like earlier mm-hmm. on in Pan and Pandyland, so. Mm-hmm. The, the the idea of like oh my my rights my freedoms I should be able to do whatever I want like just <laughs> pricked rang a man you're so good at the Jesse Pinkman constipated yell <laughs> felt very 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 um, hollow given that people were like I don't want to wear a mask um, yeah. but uh, I think that what we're seeing here is if you actually are paying attention to uh, what's going on in this the world and society um these themes have stretched far back and it's it's possible to make something that feels relevant and fresh even though you started on it probably over a year ago yeah no for sure and some of this again again it's it's privilege privilege of the powerful that uh those of us who are relatively more privileged in society whether it be from money social standing race whatever it is um we can ignore the oppression but the people who are oppressed uh, are usually pretty aware of what's going on I also am curious to see because I know that you eventually. So you and I both watched Watchmen. Didn't mm-hmm. feel. I don't feel a need to podcast about it. Full disclosure. <laughs> do, would sure. miss me with that, please. Um, yeah. But um, I know that you felt like the um, Tulsa massacre mm-hmm. was sort of used as a prop. Uh, inappropriately, yeah, I, yes. it, it gave you the icks. I, yes. I don't know if I, yes. I don't know if I felt exactly the same way, but I, I do see your point. Do you think you're gonna? Did you feel? I didn't feel a whiff of that with this. No, not at all. No, yeah. I it, and, and really, so the Tulsa thing, I thought it was, I, I thought pretty much the first episode of, um, kind of like the third season of Westworld of, um, the Watchmen series was was really good. It was really and good. I thought I that, agree. And they did a, they, they did a great job. That was so arresting, and you're like it. You're, you're like man. This is going to start discussions. This is going to be great. But then it's just sort of abandoned. And then it turns out that it's just sort of a motivator. It's like Krypton. But like if Krypton was a real place, like it didn't it didn't feel like they treated with respect the fact that, that this was a real horrible thing and not in a way where it's like, you know, feeling bad for America. I mean, like real people died and were hurt here and we're going to kind of be like, ha, 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 you know, like and that's why he's so. That's why he's so motivated and strong. Oh, it felt weird. Yeah. It, it, well, in the same I, way that in the in the, in the really the episode that everyone wrote think pieces about, where hooded justice it turns out is not a is in fact not a racist white man in a strong man suit like he is in the comic book, but instead is a is a black man wearing white face uh, mm-hmm. uh, fighting crime, fighting the Klan. Um, when when we find out that like the Ku Klux Klan is is using mind control to make black people riot and fight each other in the theaters. That felt weird to me too. It's 
it feels because the clan is plenty evil doing what the clan actually did. We don't have to like, and I think making up, making up a, making up comic book fake crimes for them to be doing runs the risk of kind of turning them into fake villains. It, it's weird because I'm kind of ambivalent towards the idea of like occult Nazis, you know, like in, in genre fiction. Uh, but I think it's kind of the same way that like, you would never want to consume a piece of media where it's like, you know, the Holocaust was actually, it wasn't people who did that. It was the, it was the vampires who infiltrated no, the third no, Reich no. and they made to the, me it's, you, you know what I mean? If, I do. It, like the to way, me, the way to mishandle that here would be if like they did something where it's like racism is actually the elder God's plan because black people are like, like, you know, you're like, no, don't, or, don't let us off the hook like that. Or potentially do you think it might be a little bit like, no, 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 no. These aren't your friends and neighbors who are oppressed and treated terribly in your community and you've just ignored it because it's not relevant to your daily life. Um, these are people from out of town. These are white supremacists <laughs> meaning sure. to make black people look bad. And you're like, no, it's black people who are really mad and they have every right to be. I listen like, to it. Like, yes. reckon yeah. with that. It's fine. Like, we have to reckon with that, you know? Um I, I said I didn't want to talk about Watchmen, but I, I my <laughs> final my final appraisal of it, to be honest with you, is that I think that Watchmen doesn't age well because it comes from a a pretty cynical worldview that doesn't really allow for you to honor human life, and mm -hmm. is far more interested in sort of like, you know conspiracy theory oh it's actually like everything's everything's a bunch of like marionettes pulling strings oh you thought that that was important and historical no it wasn't it was all a big sham and that feels not quite right now because actually it seems like everything's sort of a tawdry money laundering scheme and whoever dies along the way fine whatever like you know yeah. that's kind of it you're sort of saying something along the lines of like, it's not like Ubermensch are running the world and doing what's best for us. Right. It's really like a bunch of cheap crooks and con men yeah, it's who not, are like it's making not, it up as they go along. It's not questioning like, it's not questioning like great daddies, daddy knows best men and like, but do they really know best? We know they don't know best. We know they're yeah. a bunch of bobos. Like they're not yeah. smart. At best, at best. Yeah, they're not smart. Their their play is bald faced. It's all about money and perceived power. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And they and they yeah. don't really care. They don't really care if we know that that's what it is. And that's offensive. And to so to have kind of the cynical worldview that's like, oh, you cared about this mass slaughter of human life. <laughs> don't you just know that that was a trick? Feels really bad because yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. And. <laughs> And yeah, and it implies that there's like way more intellectualism behind it when there's not. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think I think that's as good a place as any to leave it. Um, yeah. <laughs> jo join us next week uh, for the second episode. Um, keep your eyes peeled. I think I'm I'm looking forward to it and see if our anti-racist uh, H.P. Lovecraft racism tribute podcast can continue to keep all of the plates spinning. <laughs> that's right. Um. That's right. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch the next episode. Yeah, I, I, I'm 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 just I'm just this will be fun. Um, thank you for listening to Lovecraft Singles. Um, please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or the platform of your choice to subscribe, rate and review us. 
be sure to visit outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt dash creepers. Maybe we'll get our own site. Maybe not to see our show notes and find other excellent podcasts. And once again, I would, I would advise everyone who is at all interested um, in what kind of person HP Lovecraft um, was to check out the linked N word through the ages, the madness of HP Lovecraft. Um, I, Mandatory reading. Mandatory reading. 100%. And if you've enjoyed this since the first time you found us, uh, we have another little show called Crypt Creepers, which you can find because we'll be on the same website. And it's where we talk about another uh, HBO uh, horror series, Tales from the Crypt. Unpack it. That's right. Check it out. Um, thank you for listening. We hope you rate us, review us, and subscribe to us. Um, we'll be here with you for the entire first season of Lovecraft Country. Till next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>